Good evening. Hello. A little laggy on my end. You seem fine to me. Um, happy impact day. I'm I'm really fucking tired for some reason. Like I just got smacked <laughs> by like a wave of tiredness. Yeah. I just say I usually I've got Discord on mute. Mm -hmm. Like I'll see the notifications pop up anyways, and I've got them on my phone. But see, this is this is the problem here. My yeah, you know whatever. Um, usually I've got Discord on mute. I didn't realize that they've got a new fucking sound for their seasonal time. Mm -hmm. It is the most annoying sound known to man. See, it hasn't changed for me. It's still the normal one. Well, you use the app, right? I use both the app. Like, if I'm on my laptop, I use the website. If I'm on my desktop, I have uh, the app. I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe mine's broken. Uh, hello, Miriam. Dynamite last night was a lot of fun, but Rampage was even more fun. Yeah, it was nice, because I didn't have a migraine this time. Yeah. Mark and I also matched, which I did not document for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very cute of us. Um. I was wearing my show t-shirt. I was wearing my Brody t-shirt, which I'm still wearing. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't admit that. Yeah. Um, it was super fun. Um, I got to see Bobby Fish, and that's really actually the only thing that mattered to me. I finally got to see FTR wrestle in person, because when we went to Grand Slam, I didn't get to, because I had to go get beer for the both of us, and I was standing in line for literally the entire match. You're blaming me. It's because you told me to go get the beer. I asked you to go get the beer. You said yes. And you said there's no way it'll you'll you'll be as long as the match. That's because I didn't think that like there were like guys there that were buying eighteen beers. Saying. So impact. Impact wrestling. There was a guy behind us that I thought was going to get into a fight with another guy, though. Oh, yeah, no. He, there was this dude behind us who kept shouting over, like, a, like a, and to the other side of the row. He was shouting, hey, dude, hey, guy in the white shirt, dude in the white shirt, and kept, like, yelling at him. I think he called him some things, too. Go fuck himself multiple times. This yeah. guy's, like, obviously drunk. Um, and the dude in the white shirt was, like, keeping to himself. He wasn't doing anything to provoke this. Right. I, they had been drinking Coca-Cola all night, so I was like, okay, I feel safe. But, like, the guy behind us. Yeah. Also, two guys behind us turned to each other, and they were like, yeah, Jamie Hater's kind of a boring wrestler. And I was, like, so ready. I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking do something nasty. Yeah. not going to be nice about this. Well, apparently there were there were some not great people on Long Island. I'm sure some of you have heard the stories of uh, what what happened with uh, cases of homophobia, transphobia, even xenophobia. Shocker! Long Island. Long. Can't Island. imagine that happening. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Only went there because we had to. I mean, the um, UBS Arena is nice as shit. The UBS ran is beautiful. Yeah, and it was easy. I actually went in through the VIP entrance, and um, we're in the wrong place. And for a for for a stadium, it was easy getting out of there and in there. The drive there and the drive back was a little stressful because well, people are assholes. I, I'm not saying like the drive to and from. I'm saying just getting in and out of the parking. Having lot. those designated parking lots. Yeah. The major help and buying the tickets for parking. Mm-hmm. Like no, then, like because of the way they opened up the side of the park, it was it was beautiful. There was like no line to get in either. Yeah, no, we thank God for that because if we had to wait in line. Mm -hmm. Also, to be fair, we did go in through an entrance we weren't supposed to go through. Which I don't think there was a line to other entrances either. 
Um, but anyway. I want to know. Hmm. I'm not drinking two alcoholic drinks. I've got smoothie in here that's still frozen. Oh, that's good. All right, so we've Welcome. got Impact, Wrestling, uh, Scott Demore had an insane promo with Josh Alexander. Um, uh, let's see, Matt Cardona had a match with W. Morrissey to see if uh, he if he lost, he would back out of the triple threaded hard to kill. Um. Eric Young and Rhino had their street fight, which was interrupted by the entire tag division. Um, um I mean that's kinda it. Um, trying to see if there's anything else that was of a note. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Jonah and Josh Alexander is now official for Hard to Kill. Yeah, that's going to be sick. Yeah. All right. You want to go into the news? Oh, boy, I don't, but I will. Um, let's see. Go into the bookmarks first. Mm-hmm. Okay. My sinuses are a mess. Uh, start with some non AEW, non WWE news, and that is that Bandito is out of final battle, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he apparently tested positive for COVID, so he will not be there. Very upsetting. I feel very bad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, don't don't know what the vibe is going to be now, though. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Grace tweeted about like uh, Jonathan Gresham and Bandito, and she was like, "Whatever happens with Jonathan Gresham at this point, uh, he's still pumped as hell." Um, so hopefully something still comes out of it, but that sucks. Cause that was like the final ring of honor title match. Oh. All right. I don't mean to yawn this much. Um, yeah, it's really upsetting. I'm hoping that whatever replaces it is just as good. Yeah. Um, some WWE news. 205 Live might be changing its name officially. might be rebranding. It's about time. It was hinted at with Joe Gacy, and now people are kind of talking about it as if it's actually going to happen. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Um, WWE also announced their first class of the Next in Line program. It's going to be Carlos Aviles who did track and field in Ohio State, Haley Cavender, who did basketball in Fresno State, Anna Cavender, who did basketball in Fresno State, DJ Ferrari, who did wrestling in Oklahoma State, Lexi Gordon, who did basketball at Duke, Leah Hutchins, who did track and field at Wake Forest, John Cran, who did football at Portland State, Glenn Logan, who did football at LSU, Isaac Dugbasan, who did track and field in Alabama, Jason Paris, who wrestled in Michigan, at, you know, at Michigan, um, Cy Russell, who did track and field in Kentucky. John Seaton, who did football in Elon. Um, Joe Speck, who did football at Northwestern. Dalton Wagner, who did football in Arkansas. And Riley White, who did track and field in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Long list. Um, this will be, you know, the people that, like, are going to eventually actually recruit. Yeah. Yeah. And good for them. Glad to see they're getting paid. Um, okay. Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan also announced that he was cancer-free. That was a big piece Ooh. of news. That I think it's a very positive piece of news that I think we need today. Yes, yes. Um, 
yeah, so very excited, very happy. What a lovely little Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in some bad news, uh, Jeff Hardy was released by the WWE. Um, I'm not going to sit here and speculate as to what happened, but his wife tweeted, said that they're fine. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. I'm hoping everything is fine. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I think, regardless of what it is, I think everyone just wants Jeff to be good. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's a shame that this happened because he was reaching a new height um, with with you know, how over he was getting. I'm sure he was going to have a big title shot coming up soon, but his health and well-being always comes first. That's assuming that that's what led to his release. That's why I said well-being. Because... Um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's very sad. Um, it's a massive um, in WWE that's like very setting to see gone um apparently also wwe offered i I don't want to because she said his wife said not to talk about what you've heard and the only thing that you need to talk about that you've heard is that he's doing okay okay Um, i i just don't know if that's or sap said it but like at the same time like i don't know Mm -hmm. that said Absolute best wishes, dude. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is some AEW news, and here's a good little transition. Ha ha ha. Got it. <laughs> um. Apparently, WWE has contacted Tony Khan said the WWE has contacted them about using AEW talents for upcoming projects. Uh, documentary um, projects. Yeah, biographical. Mm-hmm. Still, I think that's interesting. Makes a lot of sense because you know. A lot of their talent biographical times at AEW now. It'll probably be like like interviewing Riho on how Becky Lynch being the best women's wrestler in the world. Oh no, no. Uh it'll be interviewing Riho about how uh Tris Stratus and Lita main eventing affected her. I more so my thought process was like if they want to talk about like Undisputed Era you're going to need to use some AW towns to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Almost exclusively. Oh. Damn it, Roderick. <laughs> um, and then in some other AEW news. Um, in the final piece of news for tonight, Revolution has been announced and location is going to be in Orlando, Florida. They announced it last night, and it was like one of those things where I was sitting there, and I was like, I'm not going to Florida for that, you silly, silly man. You can't go to every pay-per-view. I haven't been to any pay-per-views. Yes, yes, you have. AEW? Death Before Dishonor. Uh, not AEW. To one. It's more than um, none. I just want them to go to Albany, and I want Bobby Fish to Hangman page for the title. Well, they went to Rochester at one point, so maybe Albany. Albany. I will wait. Um, over. So, the pay-per-view is going to be on Sunday, March 6th in Florida. Orlando at the edition... Edition... At the edition Fi Arena? I don't know. Um, and it's going to be a full weekend where the fourth will be Rampage, the fifth will be a Fan Fest, and the sixth will be Revolution. Tickets will be on sale December 17th at 10 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time in case you want to go to Florida for a pay-per-view. Yes, yes, yes. And that'll be... And if you want to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch, because I think I do. Aww. That was our first exposure to AEW. And in that moment, I was like, you know what? Hey, Kingston's like, no regrets, just shielding Moxley. 
was like, maybe this is a maybe this is a good fucking promotion. Yeah. All right. Chris Remsburg in the fucking like full garb, the fireproof gear. Oh, um, one thing, one piece of news that we forgot. Oh yeah. Johnny Gargano is confirmed to be a free agent and no longer with the WWE. Confirmed by Sean Rossap um, from Fightful. He's still trying to inquire more about uh, Kyle O'Reilly and his situation. Um, so we might find out about that very soon. Um, but. I thought Johnny was staying. Yeah. And um, maybe we'll see Johnny in AEW having some dream matches. It'll be very interesting what he does because uh, at, at least with WWE, he's never toured before because NXT never toured. And I don't know how he would be able to handle a travel schedule now that he has a child. Um, so. I mean, he and, he's not the only one who would be does has to do shit like that right and like look at seth and becky moxley yeah. um oh, there's someone else i can't remember josh alexander now too i don't know how much he tours with his family yeah no yeah i, I get what you're saying i get what you're saying um all right let's go into impact so we started off with BTI, Lady Frost versus Kimberly. Uh, this was Lady Frost's first match as a uh, contracted employee, contracted wrestler of Impact. Um, and she won. She got very excited about it. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a really good match. Yeah, it was fun. Um, Kimberly is like mad unsettling, though. Yeah. I love the whole uh, undead brides bridesmaids thing. I just wish that you know more would be developed with them. I wonder if there's something going on with Sue Young. Yeah. So, like the fact that she we haven't seen her. I haven't even seen her like teased. She's been tweeting. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for no. like. The whole Deanna Peraza thing to be over, and so she can challenge Mickey James. Yeah, maybe. Um. So, like, I noticed that their makeup is like very like black swan. Yeah. Didn't realize that before. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a really good match. We got a nice flying crucifix pin to Kimberly. Um. I didn't realize Kimberly also has a whole ass Daphne tattoo on her um upper arm now. Does she? Yeah, I on her, I guess, bicep. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we got a cool ass cartwheel cannonball also to Kimberly, and I was like, Dana Brooke did that. Like, that'd be cool. <laughs> That's like something that she would do, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, awesome match. Lady Frost's finisher. I don't even know what it is. It's fucking cool, though. Um, I'm excited to see more of her. I'm excited to see what this means for Impact. I'm excited because with the new person on the management team, which I won't spoil so I don't spoil one of your promos, um, I'm excited to see how things are going to be shifted around a little bit. But Scott's not the only one dealing with the women's vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alright, so starting off Impact... After BTI, immediately was another match. Chris Sabin and Mickey James versus Deanna Perrazzo and Matthew Raywalt. Yeah, this was a fun fucking match. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It, this was like, I got a sudden wave of tiredness when, when I watched this. I, I dozed off, unfortunately. Did you? Yeah. Well, I didn't even notice. I, um... I know why I'm tired. We had so much carbs. Yeah. That'll fucking do it. How can I had a bowl of pasta for dinner? One bowl. We both shared one bowl. One bowl between the two of us. 
uh, times are tough. So, Matt, over the gentleman, Matt offers to fight Mickey first for Diana, which I thought was very sweet of him. Um, I'm glad that we've got this extenuating, like, feud between Matt and Chris. Mm-hmm. Just, just a feud built on Matt was like, I really respect you and I really want to fight you. And Chris was like, Okay, that doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> sure. Um, so we get a shoulder tackle to Mickey from Raywall, and then um, Saban gets in, he gets kicked in the stomach. Now that Matt basically control the match in the beginning, um, Saban tries to fight free um, from Raywalt's grasp. It takes, several it takes several strong shots to the head of Matt to get some space, but even then, um, Saban still gets bombed into the canvas. Um, Raywalt goes off the top rope into no. Raywalt goes off the top rope into a drop kick from Saban. Um, eventually, the whole field besides Mickey is ringside, so Mickey goes up and does the standard Mickey James air tackle, if you will. Like it's not a crossbody. Yeah. Just a body. Yeah. Um, splash. A splash, I guess. Um, onto Saban and Deanna, which I thought was very funny because it was like very much Mickey saying, I don't really give a fuck about Chris. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to take him out too. I don't <laughs> care that he's my tag partner. Um, eventually, she gets the seated senton onto Peraza, who ends up countering, or reversing rather, um, rolls Mickey up, hangs onto Raywalt through the ropes to win the match. Um, not a bad match. Not a great match. Yeah. Not a bad match. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do love how much mixed match shit we got today, though. Yeah. Like, that's always so refreshing, in my opinion. Why was, why was Deanna wrestling in pant in uh, jeans? That was weird. It is, that was definitely weird. She like lose her gear or something. And I was like, jeans? Yeah. It's a choice. Did she not know she was wrestling? Maybe she, this is just her new shtick, dude. Maybe she just expected Matt to, to take all of it. Just fight the whole match. She was like, well, it's a scrap. Scrapping. <laughs> Wait, you mean this isn't the street fight? God, um, that was a fucking fight. <laughs> so then we have an interview with Matt Cardona he says my arrival at Impact was one year ago and hard to kill uh, in 18 years I've only had one title opportunity and it was very short these opportunities are rare and special I'm always ready then W. Morrissey walks in he says typical mid Cardona not going after what he deserves that's why you've been in the spot you've been in I go get what I deserve. I deserve one-on-one. -on -one. There's plenty of time between now and then, and who knows? Who knows what can happen to someone who's supposed to be in that match? Cardona says, let's go to the ring. If you win, I'll back out of the triple threat. So that match is set up for the main event. And then we get Violent by Design. Uh, Eric Young says, like a rat in cheese. Rhino. <clears throat> Rhino. You were part of something special. You are the base of the monument. Tonight you get me in a street fight. I'm younger, stronger, and faster. The design has always involved you. The design may have... may have to mutate, but it will continue to be beautiful. And then we get uh, Rohit Raju versus Lawrence D. Very steel! Which uh, did not last very long. Um, Larry sprays some cologne. Launches Rohit. Rohit kind of gets a leg up. He's starting to stomp on Larry. And, uh... My favorite twist of events tonight. Josh Alexander comes out. At first you're thinking, what beef does Josh have with Larry D or Pete? Then you realize, oh, he doesn't have any beef. 
he just beats all three men that are there up. Sits them up. Mm-hmm. It's a microphone. Steps in the middle of the ring and calls out Jonah. Yeah. That's the only reason why he came through. That's it. Yeah. So he says, Jonah, get your ass out here. Scott Demore comes out. He says, I get it. You want Jonah out here, but he's not coming out. He's not even in the building. I told him to stay home. I knew something like this might happen. You want to get your hands on him. And you'll get that opportunity. You versus Jonah, one-on-one at Hard to Kill. Josh says, you expect me to wait until then. I'm here now. The longer I have to wait, the longer I gotta wait to get my hands on Moose. You're starting to test my patience. Uh, Scott says, I'm trying to teach you some. Uh, I want you to be the world champion. You're my family and I want you here to ha- and to have it all. You are losing control. Get your emotions into check. At that point, I was like, God damn it, Scott. You are the best promo manager or GM, whatever, in wrestling. I think I need a Scott in my life. (laughs) Um, In response to saying he needs to get his emotions in check, Josh goes out of the ring, grabs Raj Singh, who's just trying to get up the ramp, brings him back in the ring, and gives him a C4 spike. And says, this is me keeping my emotions in check. And literally, Scott's just standing there like, this is the problem. <laughs> Don't think you understand. Uh, so then we get Chris, Bar- Chris Bay and Hikaleo backstage. Um, they're, they're walking up to some PA who's setting up like a table. Or he, he, the PA asks him to sign a turning point poster and Chris Bay says you want us to sign these posters for a turning point where we lost where we lost the match for the titles um well I want all the belts I'll take your belt he rips the belt around the guy's pants Laredo kid then walks in he he gets in the way of of bullet club and uh he starts yelling in Spanish Chris Bay was like what did you say and the the PA says, I can't repeat that on TV. Um, then, I love that. I, I, I love Chris Page being like, I can't have a belt? No one can. <laughs> then we get Scott Demore and Steve Macklin. Macklin says, I haven't been pinned, I haven't submitted, and I haven't been beaten. Uh, Trey didn't beat me. I want Trey one-on-one. Scott says, you're right. You haven't been pinned, but you haven't really beaten anybody. Uh, this time, there's no more opportunities after you put your hands on security. And he walks away. Then, De- Oh no, uh, Macklin walks away, then Decay walks in. And Scott says, ladies, it's great to see you, and I'll announce the women for Ultimate X later. Um, then we get VSK and Zicky Dice versus Finjuice. What a match it was. Um, Juice was, a, in my opinion, a little more low-key tonight than normal. Yeah, yeah. I think because he had to. What do you mean? Um, because, you know, the, the spotlight was on VSK and Zicky Dice. Yeah. And their inability to coexist. So he um like vomits a ribbon. That was so weird. Sorry. What was that even about? Um, yeah, he like vomits up a ribbon that Juice has to pull out of his mouth. Um, Ziggy covers Ziggy? Juice. It's a Ziggy. <laughs> Must not have come out clearly then. <laughs> um, Mr. Dice, if you will, covers on juice, but he's not the legal man. VSK is. VSK is just saying they're like, please, out of the way. Um, what does that mean? Okay, my notes are weird. I'm sorry. Um, in gets in. He splashes both men. He corkscrew uppercuts VSK. Juice gets in with a flapjack and then 
Easy peasy win for Finjuice. Learning Tree has no fucking, like, bearings whatsoever. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then we get Moose and W. Morrissey backstage. Um, Moose says, I get you don't want this match to be a triple threat. Me neither. Cardona doesn't deserve to be in this match. How about we work with each other one last time and take out Cardona? Morrissey says, Moose, I don't, I don't trust you, and I'll take him out myself. I'll see you at Hard to Kill. Uh, then we get Violent by Design backstage. Um, they're walking out to the ring. Um, Eric Young turns around to Diener and Joe Doring and says, Stay here. Stay here. I'll take care of this myself. Then we get Eric Young versus Rhino. He started with a really weird camera angle for this walkout. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting. I didn't understand that at all, but I, I liked it. It was almost like very cinematic. Yeah. This is, that's what you can do with uh, pre-taped shows. Um, God, I love a street fight that's like, you know, a street fight. Yeah. With street um, signs. He like kind of starts loading shit into the into the ring. He's got trash cans. He's got lunch trays. Finds a traffic sign. Everything. Um, off that we're breaking shit. There's a sign to the head of Eric, and then a trash can to his head as well. Eric gets up with a trash can lid to the head of Rhino. He gets a chair to his throat. Um, however, we end up with a superplex to Eric. Um, by design, comes out. And I had a really funny joke. Which was... Diener says what Bush said at the 2000 election. He says, no gore. Rhino is setting up for the gore. It's funny. Al Gore. <sighs> Yeah, you happy with yourself? Can I tell my other joke? What's your other joke? Wait, let me finish this and I'll tell my other joke. So, yeah, Violent Bad doesn't come out there. Diener stops Rhino from goring Mr. Young. Then, Billy Mac and Rich Swan come out. Then the, and, and they attack Diener and Doring. And the good brothers come out and they attack Willie and Rich. It's just, it's a fucking kerfuffle. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't see who won this. It was, it was uh, a DQ. Eric Young. Oh yeah, no, it was an Eric. It was Eric Young because good brothers came into this to distract. I didn't think that there was a DQ. I didn't think it was a DQable match. There were two DQs today. I, I got confused but, with the other one, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I was going to say, well, with, like, a street fight, I didn't think that there was a DQ. Yeah. That's not how it works. So, um, I that I've finished recapping this match. Tell my joke. You can do whatever you want. Okay, I'm gonna tell my joke then. What do you call a weak alcoholic drink made with good and plenties? A weak alcoholic drink made of good and plenties. I don't know, Liz, what do you call that? Licorice! Why don't you enjoy my jokes? No! How could this happen? Oh wow, now the, now the background's all foggy for me. That's weird. I liked that joke a lot. Yeah. You said licorice earlier and my brain was like, what if we made this into a joke? Why did I say licorice? I have no clue, but my brain <laughs> thought, why don't we make this into a joke? 
Yeah, just like every other situation in your brain. I feel like in my head, I get this very telltale look on my face the moment I'm trying to like pick up a joke because I'll be like finding my business and then something happens. And I'm like, I feel like Raven and that's so Raven. We're <laughs> having Except a with vision. Jokes. Except with jokes, with horrible jokes. <sighs> so. <laughs> Um, after that, we had, um, inspiration and influence in interview. Um, Cassie says, it's been a, such a pleasure getting to know you. Um, we shall call this the inspirational influence. And, um, then Madison Rain says, I was thinking the influential inspiration. And then they all start bickering over each other. Um, but I, I feel like whoever has the second spot is the better one. Because that's the noun. The first one's the adjective, which isn't the subject. The subject is either like an inspirational influence. The subject is the influence, which is better. Um, can we quickly talk about like, the the guy in the beginning um, on BTI. That's her husband, right? Whose husband? Rain. Uh, oh, I don't know. I honestly um, have no clue. I assume you're googling it. Yeah. Josh Matthews. Um. When Josh Matthews was like talking about all the accounts, all the social media accounts he has, and then he was like, "I've got a parlor account," and I was like, "That that was a joke." It was a joke, but at the same time, he de- the way he delivered it, I was like <laughs> saying, "There was like." I I'm so glad. Like by the end, I I figured out it was a joke because I was like, "Oh God, thank God," because at Gia one point was he definitely just... saying they like. <laughs> I, I think at the end he just shouted parlor. <laughs> I, I I felt bad for G in the moment because I know, like, I'm sure she knew it was a joke, but at the same time, like, she definitely was standing there, like, oh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, um, so that promo leads us to the inspiration and the influence versus all of decay. What a fucking match this was. This was I think this was maybe my favorite match. Really? I did not like this. I thought this was the funniest match in the world. Oh my god, I took like maybe the most notes on this match in particular. Really? Yes. I thought this was the funniest match. I Over loved the it. The street fight. Actually I didn't take that many notes on the street fight. Maybe because I was watching the street fight like actively. Um <laughs> Madison Rain is abandoned almost immediately to fight Black Taurus. And then <laughs> Rosemary, after uh, we go to commercial break, Rosemary gets Madison Rain in the corner. Cassie gets in with a boot to the throat of Rosemary. Jess ends up getting in and they do like some cute tandem shit. It's very nice. I love it. Um, and then I know it's crazy, Steve. I know in my heart it's crazy, Steve. But there's the extra Z. And then it's Krazy Steve. Krazy Steve. Krazy Steve. <laughs> Krazy Steve and his crazy raspberries. Krazy Steve fucking bites both of the inspiration. Like, in between their heads. Yeah, like, in a way where there's absolutely no way in hell that your mouth is doing anything. He's respecting their boundaries. Yeah, you know what, you're right. <laughs> um, Havoc ends up getting in with a backbreaker too, Jess, um, and then Madison ends up getting tagged in because Cassie refuses to be, and then Cassie, like, and, like, mocks her, and I was like, loving it. Thank you. Um, Madison decides that she doesn't want to deal with Steve, but she... Krazy? Krazy, Steve. Mr. Krazy. Um, decides she doesn't want to deal with him, she gets like stood around. She like jumps on his back, and he like just stands there. 
and then he like spins her around. Once he gets her back on the ground, he like dances with her, like a little bit. <laughs> he like sends her out, pulls her back in, dips her, and then bites her head. <laughs> um. Then it's Black Tarus versus Tennille. Tennille goes to escape, but Tarus grabs her by the hair. Neil ends up slapping Tarus, and Tarus tosses her out onto Caleb. Gets shoved back in the ring, and Rosemary, the legal woman, spears her to win. Yeah, for them. Nice spear. Um, and then uh, after that, we had an interview with Lady Frost. She says, "It feels good to be a knockout. I'm here with a purpose." Um. Scott Scott Demore walks in. He says, "There's a lot of parts that frustrate me about being general manager, but what doesn't is looking a new athlete in the face, saying I'm excited for you to be here." Uh, Lady Frost says she wants to be in the Ultimate X match. Scott says, "The fact is, uh, as the roster grows, other things have to grow too. You'll have to take this up with our new." Uh, member of the the managing office and it's gal kim gal says congratulations i know you've expressed this as your dream come true so you're going to be a part of the ultimate x match along with rachel elring jordan grace rosemary tasha steels and chelsea green and then what what is what is what do they get they get the the women's title shot I think so. Or the knockouts title shot. No, I thought that they get women's X division title. I thought they were introducing a new title. No, I thought it was just uh I don't think it's a new title. I think it's just a chance at the title. Um which What do you think wins that? I don't know. I kind of want to say Jordan. Maybe Rosemary? Maybe Rosemary. Rosemary would be really cool. Yeah. Or Chelsea. I feel like... Well, Mickey's a heel. Or Mickey's a face, not a heel. Um, what heel? Obviously, there's Tasha. Chelsea's not really a heel. Is Rosemary I, I... a heel? really so it's just tasha maybe tasha wins it has been a long time coming if savannah evans is there oh yeah she might be the it factor huh okay well then uh we had w morrissey versus matt cardona where if Morrissey wins. Matt Cardona is no longer in the triple threat at uh, Hard to Kill. If only my notes hadn't closed out. <laughs> okay. I didn't take a ton of notes on this. Um, it doesn't take long for W to get on, you know, a leg w? up on... Yeah, actually, I only referred to him as W and more in my <laughs> it's notes. A, a weird nickname. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It's just quicker to write than W. Morrissey. Yeah. So I'm taking like quick notes. Uh-huh. But Mr. Morrissey. Um, he beats the shit out of Cardona to start. They get in the ring, though. The bell rings. Cardona immediately gets a jawbreaker on him. Um, Morrissey then shoves uh, Cardona off of the top buckle like he did to Eddie last week, which was fucking terrifying. And I hate when he does it. It makes me fucking crazy. Great. Um, like, it's just so stressful because it's just... Like maybe like a hundred seventy two hundred pound man, probably two high, higher than two hundred pounds. I mean, Hook was two hundred and one. Yeah, uh, Matt Cardona so, is two twenty four. Okay. I don't know how to quantify weight. He's six um, two. You know that Jake something is only billed at six two. Really? Yeah. Well, Matt Cardona is a big dude, or at least looks it in the ring. Might be about his size. No, what I'm saying is that Jake something looks massive. Yeah. 
five at least. Um, then Morrissey lawn darts um, Cardona into one of the posts. Then we don't see Cardona for about five seconds, and then Cardona's bleeding everywhere, which you can kind of draw your own conclusions. Um, Morrissey finds him ringside and starts punching him. And then takes the blood off of his head with his fingers. Needs to smear it on his lips and then do like a weird little dance. <laughs> Not sure what that was about. Did love yeah. it. Didn't care for that. Yeah. Um, that was a little weird. He, he was feeling himself today. Yeah, he was. Um, Morrissey gets sent into the ring post. The drop kick to the head of Morrissey and then radio silence to Morrissey. And then I yawn. Um, then there's a big boot to the face of Cardona. Morrissey's final part of this match is basically him fighting the ref. Mm. Um, eventually DQs the match because Morrissey won't stop what he's doing. Yeah, he, uh, he yelled at the ref to shut the fuck up and then yelled at him to get off of him. It was like the pissiest get off too because he was like, get off of me! And I was like, <laughs> same but still but Mor- Morrissey showed a, a lot of character and that's why this DQ didn't bother me I like this a lot and then uh, Moose gets in the ring and uh, tells him to get, get him up um, and Moose spears him right what happened oh no 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 Morrissey gives a big boot to Moose yeah, and, and it's kind of comical, the way it happens. And then Morrissey goes over to Matt, uh, but Chelsea Green gets in the ring and blocks uh, Cardona. Um, but like that's going to stop Morrissey. <laughs> Morrissey pulls Chelsea and hurls her across the ring, um, yells at her face, and then goes over to Matt Cardona and uh, leaves. And Matt Matt Cardona gives a doesn't he give like an unprettier or something? He does something because he holds up the title in the end. Oh yes, I think so. I think so because yeah, he gets his hands on the title at the end. Radio silence. Radio silence. Thank you. That's I was gonna say I wrote that in my notes somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it's not in my notes. No, the radio silence happened unless there was a second one. It happened earlier in the match. I don't know. Regardless, um, Matt stands tall. Yeah, I like this match a lot, and, and this is a rare instance where DQ doesn't bother me because it happened. It, it didn't feel cheap in any way whatsoever. I that's I think that's like the thing that I don't hate about impact when they do DQs, it's like it doesn't feel like a stupid, like escape. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the one, the first one today bothered me just a little bit with uh, Larry D and Rohit Raju. I, but that was never meant to be a match. You, you, know? you could have just not booked the match. It was funnier to have Josh Alexander come and clean out the entire ring for no good fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. You got a point. All right, so that added that adds to his character in a sense. Yeah. yeah. All right, so thus concludes our recap. Now we move on to the review part. Um. And. Uh, what am I trying to say? Oh, <laughs> this is our best of the night. If you have a question for a question segment after the best of the night, leave it in the chat now so that it's there when we get to it. Um, but now, let us talk about the bests of Impact tonight. All right. Uh, so promo of the night, it's Josh, Josh and Scott. 
That's it. That's promo of the night. Yeah. 100%. Um, okay, then let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. Oh. Oh, God. I'm going to give you three options. Three options, okay? Lady Frost, Eric Young, and W. Morrissey. I, I'd say Lady Frost. Really, She's really good. Okay, I love that. Last week we gave it to Jake something, who was in the BTI match, and we give it to Lady Frost, who was also in the BTI match. Yeah, BTI matches are really good. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's go to match of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match. And Liz will say if she agrees with the match of the night. Alright. So, worst match of the night. Rohit Raju versus Larry D. 3 out of 10. Next match. Uh, 4 out of 10. Inspiration versus The Influence. Sorry. Whatever. I don't have taste. It's fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was a fine match. Uh, next up, 4 out of 10, Chris Sabin and Mickey James versus Deanna Perrazzo and Matthew Raywalt. I thought it was a fine match. It, it didn't do anything for me um, because it didn't really feel like it added anything. But it, it, was, it was fine. did what it needed to do. Um, then... 5 out of 10, Eric Young versus Rhino. I thought that this match definitely could have been longer. Definitely could have been main event. Could have done without the tag team stuff. And Good Brothers ruining the match. But besides oh, that... I could have done with the Good Brothers for pretty much the last year. Oh. You, you also didn't watch the Doc Gallows versus Joe Doring match. That was incredible don't like the good brothers i know but you gotta watch that match it's incredible it, it was the one where we were staying in boston and you fell asleep um i had such a peaceful sleep so <laughs> okay all right next up six out of ten or five out of ten kimberly versus lady frost it was a decent enough match i liked it fun okay yeah. um Next up, 6 out of 10, Finjuice versus The Learning Tree. It was fun. It was great seeing uh, VSK and, and Zicky Dice having their character moments. That was kind of the, the best thing about the match. Seeing their characters evolve a little bit. Um, yeah, that's really it. And uh, my pick for match of the night, I think... Hold on, did I pick another match? Is there another match up there? No, okay. This is my match of the night, I guess. Um, w. Morrissey versus Matt Cardona. I thought this match fucking rocked. I thought that uh, the ending was probably the best way to do it without having um, any either of these guys getting pinned. You don't want Morrissey getting pinned. You don't want Cardona losing because then he's out of the match. I thought this was the best way to do it. If it weren't for the end of the um, the Rhino Eric Young match, I would disagree with you, but I, I I agree with you on this. Oh yeah, no, I would definitely go with that too if it wasn't for the ending. No. Um. Even even I could have also done without Willie Mack and uh, uh, Rich Swan. Because this is very much like a Rhino Heath thing. I wonder where Heath is. I've seen Heath. Wasn't he there? No, yeah, he was there. Was he? Yeah, he came out uh, when Rhino was being attacked by Joe Doring, and I was like, what the fuck is Heath going to do to Joe Doring? Oh. They fought oh, him together. I... Alright, so. 
you agree with that. So to run it back, our yeah. promo of the night is uh, Josh Alexander gets mad. Scott gets mad back. Wrestler of the night is Lady Frost. Match of the night is W. Morrissey versus Matt Cardona. All right. And just to remind everyone, the Mike Romies is happening uh, next month. So keep an eye out for that. It's our big award show. Come on, materials. We might be teasing some categories and some nominees. So keep your eyes out on our Twitter at Pinfall Podcast. Just, I just want, I just want Mike Rome. Asking for too much. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you want to answer some questions, Liz? Answer a question. Just one. Yeah, just one. All right. So let me see. I think we already answered those questions. That's more on YouTube. Um, okay, so, um, first of all, I, I want to read what Mariam said first. This has probably happened before, but it's fun to see your best of the nights be all different wrestlers and segments. I love that too. I, I love it when it's... Not just like one match, one storyline that gets all of the best of the night. I feel like it happens more with non WWE products. That's no hate to WWE. They just kind of put like an emphasis on somebody in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's what your match on the night. Yeah. All right. So um, let's answer Miriam's question first. She says, when do you think Speedball Mike Bailey is going to make his Impact debut, and who would you like to see him face first? I haven't seen much of Mike Bailey, but he might debut at Hard to Kill. Um, I would, I would love to see him... I would love to see him face the Learning Tree. And like vsk and zicky dice are like whoa this is like what like an indie guy can do we don't need brian myers um i think that he'll probably debut in about i i would say about a month so maybe hard to kill yeah because i'm trying to think of when lady frost got signed versus when mike bailey got signed oh yeah yeah i don't know i feel like you can't go by that though but also there are like the tapings and like you have to think about when the tapings have happened. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Um I I I kind of kind of think it'll be in about a month. I'm excited. I haven't seen much of him at all, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does and how yeah. he does it. Yeah. I think Impact's the perfect place for him. I think Impact's really kind of the perfect place for a lot of indie wrestlers cuz it seems like Slightly polished indie. And like everyone is used. Yeah. There's not a ton of like bureaucracy. Yeah. All right. So then Milam on YouTube asks maybe I'm just not in the loop on AEW news as much, but is it just me or does it not seem like we get as much backstage news regard- regarding AEW as we do WWE? This is something uh, uh, Sean Ross Saps brought up. And yeah, there are new sources for um, AEW, but uh, Sean Rossap has uh, an inside an insider in WWE, um, not in AEW. That's why stuff gets out less to him at the very least. And he is our one of our primary sources. Um, and as as far as everyone else goes, I think it's because AEW is so new only being two years old that they they have less like the the journalists are less established in those companies like they haven't been able to have insider sources i also just don't think that there's a ton of active heat in aw it seems like the culture 
okay, so more what I'm saying is it, a lot of backstage news come does not usually from like good stuff. Like, I don't know a ton of like good backstage news besides like oh this wrestler really believes in this guy, which usually we get. Well, it's also like like Vince loves Matt Riddle or something like that. Right. I don't know. I guess it's just because like in my opinion, it doesn't seem like Tony plays quite the same hand of God. Um, but no, I, I, I think also it's just like don't think that there's quite as much happening in AW right now. Yeah, I mean I think both are reported or both are yeah, both are reported on equally, but one just has less information on a daily basis than the other. So ever since Jericho stopped fucking talking, um, been a significantly smaller amount of news. Mm. There was like months where he would just not shut up. He'd be on every interview. And also Tony Khan does, does media scrums like after every big event. Yeah. Tony does a lot of interviews. Yeah. And that's probably how a lot of information gets out. I think I, th- I think there's a lot more above board with AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yes. Be tuned in tonight. Thank you so much. Um, you tune in in the future. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. No, uh, thank please... you. God damn it. Um, happy. I'm gonna be lazy here. Happy Christmas. I don't fucking know. When's Kwanzaa? Uh, Kwanzaa's after Christmas, is it not? I thought it was like the last week of December. I have no clue. Um,. Be making shit up. Let me see. Let me see. Give me December 2021. Uh. Oh wait. I will gloat if I'm right. Kwanzaa is Boxing Day. 26th. Kwanzaa is not like a one day thing. I don't think it lasts. Uh, yeah, it lasts from the 26th until the January 1st. Wow. This is mad long. I was still right. One way or the other, happy Christmas, because that comes first. Christmas. I'll hit y'all Eve. with a happy Kwanzaa after Christmas. Oh, you know what? We missed Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. It was two days ago. Uh, everybody, if you haven't, go watch the movie Pearl Harbor. It's horrible. <laughs> it's not a good movie. And then watch Armageddon, because that's a good movie. Um, Are there good Pearl Harbor movies? I only know about Pearl Harbor. Movie. Let's see. Is uh South Pacific about Pearl Harbor? Is that pre Pearl Harbor? Pearl Harbor movies, Midway. Oh, Tora, 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 Armageddon. From Here to Eternity, In Harm's Way, The Final Countdown. Armageddon's not about Pearl Harbor. What it says here. Not about Pearl Harbor. Um. Uh, 1941 Air Force Hacksaw Ridge. Is that about Pearl Harbor? 30 seconds over Tokyo. I see Armageddon on this at all. I literally searched Pearl Harbor movies and Armageddon was one of the first ones. Armageddon's about a nuclear not a nuclear missile like a a... When does it Take place. An asteroid threatens to collide with Earth. NASA honcho Dan Truman determines the only way to stop it is to drill into its surface and detonate a nuclear bomb. It's about an an asteroid. This is popular movies set in the attack on Pearl Harbor. It's literally not when it... (laughs) Anyways, my favorite line is the guy pulls out a gun in the spaceship and someone says, why do you have a gun in space? And I was like, you know what? The guy writing the script knew what he was doing. Anyways, not the point.
Um, happy Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, belated, whatever. Uh, please tune in. Please tune in to our Sunday show. We will be talking about Final Battle. Yes, it's gonna be exciting. Maybe uh, sad, I don't know. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll be doing it about midday, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, right here on Twitch. And, um... Hopefully nobody else drops out of uh, Final Battle. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Thank or you so much more for... than just our entertainment sake. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, follow and subscribe. Our YouTube is The Pinfall Podcast. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes there. Catch up on all wrestling past uh, forever. Um, our you can find us on Spotify, search The Pinfall Podcast, and join us in the live show, twitch.tv forward slash The Pinfall Podcast. We love to chat with you and answer your questions. Our Twitter is at Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine. Two, three. And we'll see you all on Sunday for Ring of Honor's final battle. Have a great rest of the week. And we'll see you on Sunday.